This update travel 2022 has expense reporting implications. It's based on my experience on three trips in four weeks to six different cities. Half were US domestic, half were international. I'll share what I found on common issues related to expense reporting, what your travelers can expect, and more importantly, their impact of these expectations on expense reporting and what you should expect to see on employees' expense reports. To be clear, these were a result of circumstances beyond my control, a conference, a convention, and a wedding, for I would never plan this much travel in such a short period of time, especially in July. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the payment and or the accounts payable function. Let's get started. So to put the following discussion in perspective, my starting point for all these trips was the Philadelphia airport. From there, I flew to SeaTac for a trip to Tacoma, the Denver airport for a trip to both Denver and Breckenridge, Charles de Gaulle in France, or obviously to visit Paris, Vienna and Brussels. So we were in all those airports for a variety of reasons. Although when we were in Belgium, we stayed in Bruges, not Brussels. All right, let's start off talking about the time to check into the airport and why this is important for expense reporting reasons. Now, I'm sure you've read about it, but you need to allow plenty of time at the airport. And we found this to be true. Sometimes we zipped right through, but mostly we didn't. And if your employees don't leave enough time and they miss their flights, there's going to be additional expense reporting expenses related to their rebooking, meals, etc. So as much as you can beat into their heads, if you will, leave plenty of time for checking in. Now you've probably read about this and you may be thinking, well, what's enough time? In general, before this, I always tried to get to the airport an hour before for domestic travel and maybe two hours before for international. And I did that for all my flights and we got in and no problem. When we flew into France, we allowed four hours, four hours to change planes. We had a change from France going from Paris to Vienna. Now, I was all excited about this four hours, to be perfectly honest, because I figured, oh, we'll have a nice little lunch in the Paris airport. And things were looking good. In fact, our flight was looking to get in early. So I figured even more than four hours. And then life interfered. And as it turns out, we were flying on Bastille Day. And as we approached the Paris airport, the pilot was told that no planes were landing in Paris for one hour because the French military was putting on a air show to celebrate the holiday. Now, I understand why they did this and I even approve of it because the last thing you need is a problem. But of course, you know, that four plus hours that I thought I had because we were getting in there early started to come down. So we circled for just a little bit and then the pilot got on and told us, just what everybody in the world is dying to hear when they're on a plane, that we didn't have that much fuel left and therefore we would be going to London. And I thought, oh, here goes my French lunch. So he zipped around for a while and then he came back on and said, no, we weren't going to London. And apparently not having much fuel left might've been a good thing because it appears we got put to the front of the line. And so we landed and now we were only 15 minutes into that four hours, but I was still optimistic about my French lunch in Paris. So we had to retrieve our luggage we had to go through customs like you go through. And I have to tell you, the French have a really spectacular way of doing it. And we zipped right through that part of it. So my hat's off to them. So then we got the luggage. 
had to go out. Then we had to go drop our luggage off at Austrian Air. Then we had to go through security again. And I've still got my eye on my prize, which was lunch. Well, by the time we got through security that second time, it was only half an hour before the plane was taking off. So my French lunch went up in smoke. Okay, so four hours, barely enough time. The groom, because this was a wedding we were going to, had allowed three hours to get to the airport, and he barely made his flight. So emphasize to your travelers, please leave plenty, plenty of time, and then you won't get stuck with the extra fees that are associated with their rebooking and the meals, etc. Plus, they won't have aggravation. So the next thing I have to report on, I think is good news. It's something that really, really irks me. And that was those mandatory resort fees. Okay, at least for now, they appear to be a thing of the past. I guess nobody in their right mind would try and charge a mandatory resort fee. Now, if you've run into any, by the way, perhaps you can let us know in the comments below. That being said, there were other fees on some of the bills. The worst, if you will, was in Tacoma, okay? There were five fees tacked on. The usual sales tax. I couldn't find the bill. I actually saved the bill. I put it someplace safe, and you know how that goes. It's so safe, I can't find it. But there was sales tax, as you'd expect. There was a convention fee. I don't know why we were not in the convention center. A lodging fee, and two other fees that I can't remember at that hotel in Tacoma. To be honest, that was the worst. Most of the other hotels did not have any extra fees. France now has something called a tourist fee, which is a few euros per night, which you know can add up. And it depends upon what they call the category of accommodation. And I would not be at all surprised to see other countries follow on this, especially since tourism seems to be booming in many countries. You can also expect the usual VAT or a sales tax, which, as you know, can be significantly higher than regular sales tax. Even if domestically, if there isn't sales tax in a particular area, you can expect some sort of lodging fee. I live in Delaware where we have no sales tax, but we have an 8% lodging fee. You know, it's too good to be let go, I guess. Some other examples of that, you know, it depends upon the country. In Vienna, it was 10%. Paris, it's generally 20%. But you can check online and you can make sure that you know what it is before you're going because it can add up. All right. I'm going to stop talking about the fees that you can expect to see. And before I get to the next issue and the implications for your employee's expense report, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payment and accounts payable issues. And you know that includes expense reporting. And Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. Those thumbs up and those comments that you give us really help us as YouTube's takes this as a signal that the content is of use and will distribute the video to more viewers, which is something we really appreciate. Okay, what about the cleaning of the room, you ask? You know, in the past, the hotels automatically cleaned rooms every night. We only found this in Vienna and Bruges, where they did it automatically. In all the other cities, you had to ask if you wanted to have your room cleaned, you know, and the beds made, which me, I really do that. But anyway, if you're looking at your employees' expense reports, you can expect to see lower amounts on those cash items for tips for the maids. They have not been having their rooms cleaned.
Staffing, you can expect to be thin everywhere, so patience is required. Some services might take longer than you'd expect. But I have to tell you, no matter what city we went in, either in the United States or in Europe, it seemed like everybody was happy to see visitors. And so the experience was very good, although it was very crowded, if I'm going to be honest. But of course, it was July. Okay, last thing, and this is really important for your international travelers. It is not an issue for domestic travelers, at least currently. And that is a lot of countries are still doing what they call contract tracing. There's a form that's required. If you can fill it out before you go, you want to go ahead and do it. Now, we ran into this both coming back into the United States and going out. Going out it was a form for France. I have to tell you, I didn't know about it till we got to the airport. It turned out my husband did, and it was not so easy to fill out, especially on my little smartphone. Coming back into the United States, we got an email a few days before from American Airlines where we flew on, and we had to fill out the form, and it was very, very easy. So what you want to do is check before you go. Now, these forms can be difficult or not, as I indicated in the experiences that we had. And in fact, we did a whole video about the form that's currently being in use in not only France, but Malaga and Slovenia. You can watch it now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate those thumbs up, those subscribes, those shares, and those comments. Happy traveling!